Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Thanks for tuning in this beautiful Sunday afternoon in Baltimore, as it always is. How you doing, Max Sobel? How you doing, Stephen Wellman? I'm doing fantastic today. And uh, a general reminder to all that are tuning in, not to take any information discussed on this show as professional, medical, or legal advice. Right. Sorry, and if nice. you want financial advice, everybody knows who to go to, and that's Rod, Rod Barrowi. Right. You're damn right. That's Rod Barrowi for you. Um, we are live in the studio, as we are every Sunday. The phones are open. Um, the Newsmax phones, I think it's what it's called now, the Newsmax hotline. Uh, Noah's answering the phone. Please call 410-922-6680. You want to call now, get in the queue. Um, we have um, a fantastic guest today. You're just going to you're going to love to uh, to talk to. Um, if you can't get to the radio anytime, you can also listen to the show on understandingcbd.com. That's right. You can click on the link that says listen to the show live. You can also catch all of our previous shows there as well, and you can also see us on video. That's right. They go to YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you click the like, subscribe, and share button somewhere down there. Right, that's Zachary? That's right. That's, where boom, we, boom. that's how we do it. Um, so appreciate you guys coming in. Jump. Uh, Van Halen, you know, I've been, I've, they've been waiting to get into the playlist. Yep, they've been they've been knocking at the door, as they say. <laughs> I mean, know? I love Van Halen. Sure. I know you do, too. I do. What do you think about that choice as a Van Halen to be in the I mix? think it's perfect. We're all you ready know? to jump. Let's all yeah, jump. let's jump know? into March. Let's jump into March. You know, we got a great show today. Um, we have Doc G's Corner with uh, Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez. He's med- medical director at Atlantis Medical Wellness Center. Uh, today, the good doc will be talking about how CBD can enhance recovery from exercise and improving sports performance. Something really don't talk a lot about on the show, and I'm glad he's going to bring that topic up today. Um, also, in our mail sack segment, we have a few things to talk about with um, with some customer interactions this past week, and then also touch it on drug interactions. So you definitely right. want to stay tuned uh, for some general guidance there uh, around drug interactions. And um, and then we let's talk about our main guest today. And Max, you know, we've highlighted a few medical marijuana dispensaries in Maryland over the show, right? We have. Um, uh, we had episode five. Uh, Mark Spataro. He's from. He's a fitness coach and an owner of Chesicana in Cockeysville. Right. right, right, right. And, you know, we've been doing 54 episodes of this, so we have had the opportunity to highlight some dispensaries. We also mm-hmm. had, I remember, uh, and I wrote down, episode seven, episode 29, and episode 38, we had Dr. Alexander Dix, 
uh, from KIPP dispensary. From Kip, right. Yeah, Dr. Alexander Dix is a friend of the show and a friend of ours, and we appreciate every time he calls in and, and you know helps out with his sage advice. Mm-hmm. And then we also had episode, way back in episode 16, Storehouse Dispensary, we had right. Chris Burke. Remember Chris Burke? I joined do. our show. I love Chris. Chris yeah, is a great guy. That's right, and we're actually going to see him this week, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So, hey, we've, we've talked about medical dispensaries. We have, we have, but this week is a little different. We're celebrating Women's History Month uh, this month, uh, the month of March, and tomorrow's actually Women's International, History Day. International it, let's take a second here. It's International? tomorrow's International Women's Day, and let's... Let's let's really take a second and really celebrate and appreciate the wonderful women in our lives. Because Stephen, both you and I have very special women to us. So let's wish them a very happy, healthy, and festive International Women's Day tomorrow. And of course, to our guest, who you'll talk about right now. That's right. That's right. All the women in our lives that are very special. Um, and our special guest today. Uh, this is uh, oh, this, she's been featured in Baltimore Business Journal as a who's who in cannabis. Uh, she's blushing now. Yeah. Um, she's co-founder and managing director of Herbiculture. Um, Venus Hamashandra, welcome to the show. Thank you, Max and Steve, and I'm happy to be on, and especially on this month, and being, you know, uh, Women's History Month and International Women's Day coming up, so I can't be happier. Let's make some history together here. That's right. You are making history of your own, which is why we have you on. We want to talk about all the things that you've been doing. Um, So, you know, you don't just wake up one day and get a medical marijuana dispensary. So can you tell us um, when you got started in the cannabis business and why? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, really, we stumbled onto it. Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, So we got our start. uh, I'm actually from Canada. So we got our start in Canada uh, back in, I want to say, like 2013 when they were changing out the system in in Canada to this licensed producer type model. We won't hold that against you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, but I'm, hey, I'm a full full (laughs) Just kidding. Um, no, absolutely. So we, we, you know, that's kind of where we got started. It was actually my dad, my sister, and I. Um, we got started. Uh, Dad's just kind of been known to be this serial entrepreneur. So he came up to us with this idea, and he said, "Hey, you know, um, girls, do you want to do this with me?" And you know, I was actually I had just graduated from college then, and my sister was still in college actually. What did so, you go to school you know, for? Um, I was going to school for business management. So okay. it really like, perfect so well exactly so i mean our, our business our, our family's kind of been in you know this entrepreneurial type of you know set up from the very beginning and any my grandpa where in canada were you uh where in canada were you um it was in toronto right? beautiful in toronto, city like oh, oh um, that's beautiful where I, I grew up so <laughs> and any cannabis experience in college you know i gotta ask no actually Shockingly. Interesting. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I know it was really new when dad had brought this up. They were like, oh my God, this is what we're going to be doing. But it was really exciting because it was something new. It's a new industry coming into the market. So uh, it just, you know, felt really nice to be part of that. And, you know, we had zero experience when we started um, and, and, and zero resources, really, when mm-hmm. we got started. But um, you know, it, it, it involved a lot of learning, uh, meeting a lot of people, really learning about what this is to, to go through that process. So we went through the process. We were one of the very first um, pre-approvals in Canada, like number 26 or 27, um, along with Tweed, who is now known to be Canopy Growth. So it was, it was like way back when, when we started. Um, we got our first, uh, you know, our growth facility up there, and that's really where we got a, a lot of our experience, hands-on experience in, in how to really grow and process cannabis, how to set a facility like this up, because it's not something that we were used to. But that's really got, we got a lot of our experience. And um, in 2015, I got married and I moved to Maryland. I call my, Maryland my home. 
And, uh, you know, luckily, again, I just, timing ha- happened to be the key there where, you know, they were looking at the medical program here. Um, so I figured, you know what, uh, why not Why not try to do that here in Maryland? And that's really how we got into it. You were um, destined. You were yeah, destined to be in this I, industry. I, I, I like to think so. But so, it's really, you know, it's been a hard road being a minority, being a woman, um, you know, it, being in this and, and being, you know, generally younger. <laughs> Uh, from you know from the comments that I've received, but you know it's it's been a great experience, and I'm working now towards you know making sure that it's an industry where you know people like me have an easier time getting into it and um, can succeed. Really, what's it uh, like? So I mean, 20... <laughs> on that topic, what's it like being a female entrepreneur in the industry? I mean, what some what are some of the challenges that you've experienced? Mm. If yeah, you have, no, absolutely. I think um, I mean. There's been a lot of progress since, I think, since we got started. But um, when we first got started, it was a lot of, oh, you know, you got lucky. You know, um, it wasn't, it's not as if it wasn't hard work. You know, it's um, a lot of the times if they're, you know, uh, even though my sister and I, we did a lot of the work and a lot of the land work. If anytime there is any other male with us next to us, it's typically it's um, who, uh, them who get the conversation started. They never look at us and address us and speak to us. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, like a, a lot of our experience has been. And they doubt the fact that, you know, all the experiences that we may have. And again, I don't know what, what, what the case may be. Um, but given, you know, even at an equal footing, it just typically where women are, you know, looked as, as, as not as, as experienced or are not as capable, which is fully incorrect. <laughs> And I'm if sure you say so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's kidding. Um, no, but we know, we're very aware of the diversity and equity in the industry. We hear it about all the time. Um, mm. We actually had Jackie Cohen Roth on, and, and it's a big issue for her that she's helping with in Maryland. Um, at, you know, as far as that's concerned with diversity and inclusion in the industry, what sort of things um, do you think need to be done, and what what's currently being done in Maryland to address that? Yeah, no, great question. I think initially when the program got rolled out. You notice a lot of well, your typical like it's white male type of you know organizations. That's who got a lot of the licenses, and it was very few licenses that were given out. There were about you know 15 growers, 15 processing licenses, and there were you know 100 some odd dispensary licenses. That's where a lot of the diversity came from, um, given that there were you know much more licenses available. However, you know the first program it was really just you know. Really highlighted the fact that it was not diverse at all. Um, since then, there was a HB2, which was rolled out in in, in 2018, um, that allowed us, at least in this industry, to partake, have minorities uh, uh, give minorities the opportunity to partake in this industry um, through that bill, um, and that you know opened up the second round of licensing, which we applied through. And we were successful. Actually, very recently, we received our pre-approval to grow and process uh, medical cannabis here in, to, for this program in, in Maryland. So Congratulations. We're really excited for that. Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, there has been a lot of changes that have been made. Um, this particular, you know, application process was very stringent. There was a lot of diversity requirements. We had to have a, a very, you know, thorough diversity plan as to how we are going to continually stay a diverse company and increase diversity throughout right? Not just at the employment level um, with ownership and at management levels. How do you keep diversity up? How do you make sure we engage the community so that, you know, we get started very, you know, we destigmatize this industry so that you're not scared to come into it. 
this is a legitimate industry, right? So, yeah, for sure. Um, so the um, the licenses, and, I, and just so we can understand better, are there yeah. set as, licenses set aside in the group for this cause, or is it just, um, like, how do they... So, yeah, no, good question. So I, I believe that there's some sort of, um, you know, legalities where, you know, you can't say that we are dedicating X amount of licenses to diversity um, folks. I, I, there are some, um, some legal terms there. But mm-hmm. however, what they did do was they, uh, they gave out more points for folks that are diverse. So anybody who had, you know, over 51% ownership, that is, you know, um, you know, of a diverse individual, whether it be, you know, women or minority, um, they got an X amount of points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, so that's kind of how they accommodated that, along with having these things like having diversity plans um, that highlight um, how you would allow opportunities for, for disadvantaged and diverse individuals to partake in this industry. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, we have so mm-hmm. much to talk with you about today, Venus. Um, we do have to take a short break for commercials. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the business. We're going to talk more about your experience actually on the ground, because you're not just an executive. You actually work in the place, too. That's right. Um, so stay with us. We'll be right back with more Understanding CBD. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back, everybody. And this is Understanding CBD. Hello, Max Sobel. Hello, Stephen Walden. And we're here today with Venus Hemachandra from Herbiculture in uh, Maryland, a dispensary mm-hmm. and, and a processing facility. Uh, I want to remind all the listeners today that the phone lines are open. So if you have a question about getting started at a dispensary, have been to one, you want to know anything about the process in Maryland or so forth, or any sort of questions for her or us, um, or Doc G, actually, because he's coming up next, um, feel free to get on the phone now on the Newsmax hotline. It's 410-922-6680. All right. Venus was her name. Hi, (laughs) Venus. Thanks for coming back to us. Have you heard that song before, Venus? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm I'm so happy you guys picked that. (laughs) We try to surprise our guests. Sometimes we hit it on the head. Good, good, good. So, Venus, I want to come back and I want to talk about Canada, eh? Um, So a couple (laughs) questions. A couple questions. Sure. So is the dispensary still running in Canada? And then I'm curious about the differences between sort of running a dispensary, other than legal, obviously, but between Canada and the States. 
You know, absolutely. Um, so the uh, dispensary actually was a, a growing and processing operation in Canada. We actually recently got a um, license to actually open up 30 dispensaries in Toronto or in, in Ontario, um, which is really exciting. So we actually have our you say first 30? opening. I'm sorry? You said 30? Yes. Wow. 30. So up to 30, we are able to open. And um, we are opening up our first store hopefully this month. Okay. Um, in, in Toronto under the herbiculture name. So we're really excited for that. Very cool. Um, the two, two big differences really in, in, in terms of, you know, what, what we're doing in Maryland versus what's in, in Canada is that um, in Canada we, we are catering to a recreational, more adult youth market. Whereas in, in Maryland, we are doing uh, medical cannabis. So, um, you know, in terms of the two, two differences, there's certainly, uh, you know, lots of restrictions on the Canadian side, even though it is a, um, quote unquote, legal uh, market, lots of advertising restrictions, lots of things in, you know, what we can say and can say in, in promotions and things like that. Um, even, you know, in terms of operations, banking is still a big issue in Canada, even though it is legal. So there, there are some things that need to be worked out in the Canadian side, which we are really fighting for and to making sure that, you know, individual independent operators like us have opportunities, right, um, and less barriers to entry into this market. So that's definitely something we're fighting for, even still in Ontario. Do they have the uh, same uh, tax issues in uh and, and as far as um, you know, writing off expenses and actually running like a normal business in Canada as they do here in the U.S.? Yeah, good question. Yes, it is. It is very simple. It is not. There is no 280E in Canada. So it is taxed as a regular old business, which mm. is nice. Um, there are certainly some like excise taxes and things like that that are put in at the, you know, the producer level. Uh, Can you explain really the, the 280E to, to the listeners? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So right now in, in U.S., uh, cannabis operators, even if it is any sort of affiliated type business, cannot deduct your regular old expenses um, like in, in terms of doing business. So, for instance, we are able to deduct expenses um, that are cost of goods sold, meaning the cost of our inventory. However, we are not able to deduct things like um, our, our employee salaries, rent. Um, you know, things like that where, you know, that make up a lot of our expenses. So uh, all of those things we cannot deduct. We are only able to deduct the cost of goods sold, which is our inventory cost, essentially. Yeah, so for people that are counting her money. That's um, a bummer, man. You know, be yeah. careful what you it do. Is. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's really different. What do you see about this Maryland market um, in, the, in the cannabis space so far? Have you noticed anything unique about it? I think Maryland um, is a great, Maryland has a great medical program. I think it's one of the, you know, I, I feel like it was one of the first in the state, uh, in the, in, you know, in this country to have such extensive testing requirements and labeling requirements, which I think is amazing. Um, as a patient myself uh, who use products for, for medical reasons, uh, you know, I appreciate it so much that I'm able to look at what, what's in my product, whether it be flour or any processed products, I'm able to say, look, this is the, the cannabinoid content. These are my terpene contents. And, you know, to be able to match, if, if I find a product that works for me, to be able to match those profiles to find something that's similar if the exact same thing isn't available. So that, I think, is a really, really great option that Maryland rolled out well, and I hope it sticks to it even if it goes to adult use or anything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. It just is really helpful. Um, mm -hmm. And generally, I think um, the way the system, I think the system is set up, there is uh, certainly, um, you know, lots of, at least very recently, lots of um, communication between the regulatory body and the operators, 
which I think is very nice. A lot of a lot of the other states tend to be a little bit more adversarial, and that's not the case here. The state really tries to work with the operators to make sure that this program is successful and it's working for the patients. Ultimately, so long you know, if, if the operators are doing you know a good job, that means that the patients are able to have good, affordable medication. So I think there, it's it's such a good collaborative. Uh, well, that's great, and you did a great transition here, Venus, because I wanted to put it more onto some questions that I know a lot of our listeners have from that aren't investors, that aren't business people, that are more from looking for their own wellness and health. And when um, when people come into a dispensary, they're for, most of the time once they check in, they're going to be greeted by a bud tender, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. Is that is that you know when they're there? What is really the main responsibility of that bud tender, and what makes a good one? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So when you first come into a dispensary, just because there are COVID regulations, uh, COVID regulations in place for us, um, you will likely, you know, um, still speak with the receptionist first and get checked in. Um, that is the process at our dispensary. Um, and once you're, when it's your turn, you essentially speak with the bud tender. And a great bud tender um, is there to listen to you. Um, one of the things that we really, really emphasize at our dispensary is that it is a no judgment zone. You can come in, you can be a complete noob, you can be a full-on expert, uh, but it doesn't matter who you are, you are welcome at our, at our shop. Um, come talk to us and don't be afraid. And that's really the biggest uh, push that we have for our local community alone. Uh, there have been a lot of folks that come into our shop really not knowing what, what it is and they're curious. We want to have, we always have that kind of um, we, we at least we've cultivated that kind of culture where they can come in and speak to us very easily. It's the same expectation that we have of a bud tender that they are listening to you um, and hearing what you want and giving the right type of information. Education is really key to help you understand what does each of these ter- terpenes do, what do these cannabinoids do, and how can I, as a bud tender, cater to your needs and look at the products that w- may work for you. So that's a big part of you know, um, who a bud tender's job, I feel like, as long as, as, as well as customer service. Right? And, and uh, on that note, on that note, and especially in your local community, are you seeing uh, more first-time customers or clients or patients coming in? Are you seeing that type of thing? And what type of people? Absolutely. Oh, oh my goodness. We sign up. I mean, it's slowed down a little bit since it's COVID and we have less of an interaction. But, uh, you know, we generally uh, help register over 200 patients a month. Uh, new patients uh, that are interested. A lot of folks actually walk in. They're they're like, oh, I saw the sign. I wasn't sure. Um, and they range from you know being um, teens who are going to school and are, are in need of this type of medication, um, and ranging to you know um, you know senior citizens who who need help um, using this. And they're they you know they've used it at some point in their lives, and now it's legal. And, you know, they have access to this as a medicine. So they're now, like, getting back into it and learning a little bit more about it. We've had, you know, uh, folks come in that are, you know, um, suffering from cancer. We've had, I remember this one husband who came in. He said, look, I, I don't know what else I can do for my wife. And I, I, this is, I, I, please help me, right? And these are the kinds of people that walk in. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's such a rewarding job to be able to be there for these folks and provide this legitimate it, it's medicine I, I i i you know i'm i feel like i've been saved through this you know i i was actually bit by this large rot right on my face i had to reconstruct the bottom half of my lip i had like over you know 40 stitches and i had crazy nerve pain um i was on oxy xanax and naproxen you name it all of those 
with nothing really helping me. And I remember, you know, I'm lucky to be able to have access to medical cannabis when I first used it. Uh, my pain uh, significantly went down to a point where I was in, in tears and I, I like unbelievably um, great. I felt unbelievably great. So it was that's the kind of stories that I also hear from the patients that walk into our dispensary. And it's just I honestly wouldn't be doing anything else. This is such a fulfilling experience. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. What, what type of questions or advice are you getting asked a lot from patients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, a lot of folks are what we one of the biggest ones is over overdosing. So how mm. do you make sure that I use the right amount of, you know, uh, medication so that I'm not, you know, on, on my bed and not, not functional. Right. So that's one of the biggest ones that we get. So we certainly help out with, you know, dosing questions and things like that uh, in terms of, you know, really um, is this you know, is this good for pain? How can I make sure this is not going to knock me out? Versus can I, can this, would this make me, uh, you know, nervous or anxious? So how do we, how do we like, you know, sift through as to, you know, what's going to make you feel better versus, you know, something that may not be suited for you. So really it's the dosing, the right type of cannabinoids and terpenes that may work for you because there are certain terpenes that you may be allergic to. And we've seen that. So these are all things that we consider when we, you know, uh, recommend products to our patients. So that's interesting. So cannabinoids and terpenes. And, you know, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about CBD. Um, mm-hmm. So what type of conditions do patients come in looking to help with CBD? Yeah, so there's a lot. I think CBD helps the whole slew of things. Uh, we actually carry, um, you know, a, a significant line of, of different CBD products, including CBD or hemp flower. So, uh we recommend actually even folks that are using um, THC to use CBD because the entourage effect that comes with it, right? Um, so, you know, it could be for pain, anxiety, um, inflammation, and things like that, where a lot of folks use CBD. We've had um, actually uh, several folks that use CBD products for, for Crohn's, and they've seen that, that that has helped them. So these are some of the, you know, I, I mean, there's a long list of, of you know, uses for CBD, but these are just some of the, the top things that pop into mind. And as an expectation for patients, um, when they come in and they ask your advice and then you say, hey, here's um, something to try, um, mm-hmm. what's the expectation there? Because it's not, from what I understand, it's not like, oh, here's the one. Yeah, you go up on the shelf, I know this is number one five, <laughs> this is for you. Um, right. It, you know, what's, what's the process to really finding a sweet spot? Is it, you know, do, do people normally get it the first time or does it take a little while? So it really depends, right? Because all of our bodies work differently. So for certain people, it's actually a switch. So sometimes, you know, limonene is typically known to give you this euphoric, energetic feeling, but it, it's not the same way for some other folks. It may cause anxiety for some others. So really, it's, you know, learning about what works for you. So we always try to start off with something that is, you know, um, lower in THC, um, more, you know, terpene heavy, and then we'll get started with those type of products. And ask, um, and we always, always let folks know that, hey, you know, everybody is different. So always take notes. Um, I think there are some great apps available right now, like the Relief app or Tetragram, um, all of these apps that help you note down the different, you know, uh, like journal, what mm. works for you and what doesn't. Uh-huh. So that's what we always recommend that you do that. Um, so that you, when you find something that works for you, you can always try to recreate that through the different product lines that we have. Yeah. 
Very good. Um, question for you. So for people who are interested in investing in the cannabis space or in a dispensary, any advice, anything out there that you could tell those folks? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the best place to start is really talking to your local dispensaries to go out and see if there is an opportunity for you to get involved in any way. I say that not only just, you know, not only in investing, but if you want an opportunity to just get into the industry, right? Um, one thing that's interesting about Maryland is that it is a closed process. So um, whoever is licensed is licensed. It's not that it's not like that anybody can come in and apply. So that's kind of what's different about Maryland. Um, so like I said, I think it's the best place for you to do is go and talk to these different dispensaries, try to learn a little bit more about them, and then speak to the owners and see if there is actually an opportunity uh, for you to get involved. Right now, there is, certainly is with the new licenses that were awarded. There were, um, I, I believe, about eight processing licenses and three growing licenses that were awarded very recently in the last round. So, you know, really finding out who those folks are and, and reaching out to them would be a great, great place to start. A good community of owners in Maryland. They are uh, friendly, and you know some industries they they don't communicate at all. They're afraid you're going to steal their secrets. They and, eat their and, own. <laughs> and some people they understand that this is real early. Which side is Maryland on that? I feel like Maryland has been an amazing community in terms of cannabis. So every I know most of the uh, you know dispensary owners. I've had the privilege of meeting them and speaking with them. Uh, I've spoken to literally I, I, most of the um, the growers and processes that are in the market. Every one of them have been really, really supportive. We have actually, you know, several dispensers that are very close to us. And I know all those owners, and we've spoken. And I know for a fact that I can go for them, um, go to them for support if I needed to. They've come and reached out to me for support. And that's the kind of community that we have, which is really, really nice. Well, Venus, you are a beautiful person. This is a great story. Um, If you can imagine, the time's up. Um, how can people get in touch with uh, and, and follow up with uh, Herbiculture and what you guys are doing? Absolutely. So you can check us out at www.herbiculture.com, or you can also um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're also on there as well. All right. Again, thank you so much. We appreciate you as a guest uh, and as a friend, so thank you again. Um, stay with us, everyone. We have Doc G's Corner coming right up after the break. Thank you very much, Venus. We appreciate you. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You got Max and Stephen here with uh, Understanding CBD. This is everyone's uh, favorite part of the show where we bring in Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez, our own top gun from Atlanta's Medical Wellness Center. <laughs> I don't always get that timing right, Doc G, but I try. <laughs> we try. do our best, Doc G. Perfect. How are you today, my friend? We're doing really well, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to your talk today. You know, I mean, I'm active. I'm fit. You know, a lot of times people don't think about CBD as something to use if you're not, like, sick or something like that. This is just a positive message. I'd love to hear it from you. That's exactly right. And that's one of the reasons why I picked this. Um, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I am Dr. Ben Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. You know, after the New Year's began and gyms became more available for use, many of my patients 
including myself, began to increase exercise, right? Some, like me, wanted to immediately go back to the levels we were doing before the restriction. And others started new exercise programs to lose weight gained over the past year. <clears throat> what we have no all noticed is our recovery time has not been the same. It seems to take longer to recover from less exercise. This is especially noticeable as we age. We are seeing more injuries lately with people returning to their exercise routines. Injuries are frustrating and, and slows down your ability to achieve your health goals. Whether you're an elite athlete or just starting out with a new exercise program, there are basic fundamentals to follow. Hydrating well, proper warm-ups, pre- and post-workout stretching, and good nutrition are all fundamentals to the prevention of, exer of exercise and sports-related injuries. Many people seek help in the form of supplementation. Unfortunately, I see people coming into my clinic with bags full of supplements and, and, and do not contribute to improved health or exercise recovery. By the time you research online what is, what is a good supplement, you end up with, well, bags full of supplements. Remember, just because something may be good for you doesn't mean you need it. A basic for supplementation, including a high quality, includes a high quality antioxidant. I have a lab test in my clinic that is non-invasive and takes less than two minutes to do that, uh, to do just that, measures exactly what your body's antioxidant levels are. With this test, you can determine exactly what to take to improve. You do not take cholesterol medicine without knowing what your cholesterol levels are, do you? Well, that is the same with antioxidants and other micronutrients, such as magnesium or vitamin D. People take these randomly without knowing what their levels are. Don't do that. A study from the research journal Antioxidants was published last year describing the powerful antioxidant properties of a full-spectrum CBD. In that, article, in that article, they reviewed the powerful and direct, not indirect, but direct antioxidant um, properties of CBD to improve oxidative stress. When you exercise, you increase oxidative stress and metabolic waste. That pain, strain, and soreness you feel after exercise is a result of oxidative stress. Antioxidants are the tools in your body to help fight off disease, slow down aging, and recover from day-to-day -day activity and exercise. You want more tools in your body to do that, right? High-quality antioxidant supplement and a properly sourced full-spectrum CBD are direct tools in helping you recover from exercise. I know this personally because I recently returned to my martial arts workouts, and boy, have I noticed an increase in soreness. <laughs> Using a full-spectrum CBD helps me and can help you recover uh, and accelerate your overall performance goals and slow down the aging process. If you have any questions concerning the use of CBD for exercise recovery, weight loss, or sports performance, you can call my clinic at 301-622-2722 to set up a telephone appointment, and I will be happy to answer your questions. That's 301-622-2722, and mention you heard me on this program. You can also direct message me on Instagram as well. Just search Ben Gonzalez underscore MD. That's B-E-N-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z -E -E underscore MD. Well, guys, next week I'll be talking about CBD and weight loss. Looking forward to it. Huge topic, huge topic. Doc G, thanks so much. That was so relevant. I got to... 
19-year-old son who's just uh, been working out, and he goes to the gym, and he's, he's, he's confused with how many supplements he'd have to buy in order. He sees people walking with all these, you know, handfuls of supplements. Very relevant. Thanks so much, Doc. Have no a great problem. week. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Doc. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And welcome back, everybody. I'm Max Sobel. Stephen Wallman over here. And we're back with the segment that we like to call Mail Sack. You've got mail. thought I'd start out today with a little uh, just random tidbit of information. Like, for example, did all of you know that Max and Stevens plants a tree for every bottle that we sell? Hmm. I wonder if anybody knew that. We don't mention it a lot. You we know, don't we're mention hum- we're it enough. Guys, we're so. humble guys. This is, of course, Understanding CBD with Max and Steven. This is our segment where we finally get to talk about the sponsor of this show, which is Max and Steven's Premium Hemp Extracts. That's extracts, excuse me. That's Steven and I. And this is our opportunity to talk about some stories and conversations that we've had related to our product specifically, right? Yes. So a call that I had this week was a, uh, a lovely lady who we met at the Pikesville Farmer's Market. And obviously, it's been cold, so we haven't had the Pikesville Farmer's Market. But this was a customer that purchased product from us. And she decided to call me, and she wanted to, first of all, reorder and wanted to know if we'd honor the discount, and of course we would. But more importantly, she said that, you know, she's been having good results with it. Her husband even started using it, but she had some questions around drug interactions. Mm -hmm. And so our standard conversation around that topic is that you should speak to your medical professional, most certainly. Um, and that's what I told her. But, um, you know, we did a little bit more digging, right, Stephen? Actually, mm-hmm. you did more digging. Mm-hmm. Um, to give full credit where it's due. <laughs> um, and so would you like to enlighten us on that? I would. I would. And I want to be clear, too. A lot of times people ask us questions about how will CBD interact with a specific pharmacy, uh, you know, a pharmaceutical product that I'm taking. And that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk in general um, of what sort of interactions of drug interactions could be caffeine, sugar, um, nicotine, alcohol, what sort of inter- aspirin, what sort of interactions are there? And without going into specifics, there's really three different primary effects that drug interactions can have inside the body. I want to outline them here. So if you have something to write with, this could be helpful too. Um, the first of the three is an additive effect. And an additive effect easily explained is one plus one equals two. So if you have CBD plus something else, they just are, you know, the same as they would be separate, just together, right? So it's just adding one to each other, just just line up together. One plus one equals two. One plus one equals two. It'll make more as I go to the second one. The second one is a synergistic relationship or synergistic. a synergistic effect. 
and that equation looks like 1 plus 1 is greater than 2. Uh-huh. That means the combination of CBD and whatever other thing you're taking or using is going to be greater than the two separately. So there's some sort of synergistic relationship where they enhance each other and um, have that synergy to, you know, to multiply their effects, right? Similar to your relationship currently. That's right. Synergistic effects. Synergistic. Um, the third one I wanted to hit on is an antagonist relationship, which oh. is, as you can imagine, would be different. So that sounds like one plus one is less than two. So this is the one that most people, I think, are concerned about, which is, hey, if I use, you know, I take CBD and it's not working. We hear that often. Uh-huh. Okay, well, let me ask you a few questions. Well, um, and we had a caller not long ago. She says, well, I do drink a couple, uh, you know, Coke heavies a day. That's the full sugar and full smoke caffeine. Smoke a full pack of I cigarettes. See, I smoke yeah. some cigarettes, yeah. and you know, I really don't watch my my diet much. Um, why isn't CBD but helping me? Well, CBD me? fix all that for me, <laughs> yeah, right. basically, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm watching TV up until I, you know, until the middle of the night. I turn it off, and you know, I don't exercise. And you know, why isn't it helping me do these things? So we want to set that that least expectation and understanding for everyone that there are synergistic, uh, antagonistic, and just additive relationships that can happen in the effects of CB in your body and be aware of them. So you really have to take a look at the holistic person. And just because CBD can do magical things with people, if your body, and say everybody's different, if your body isn't ready for this, if you're doing some things that aren't in line with the benefits of CBD, if there's an inflammatory, if you're trying to fight inflammation and you're eating a lot of inflammatory foods and taking CBD, you may not notice what CBD is doing because you still have inflammation. And, and you also, it's also important to set very realistic expectations. I mean, two things that we say all the time is set very realistic expectations of what you can expect in a reasonable time frame. And the second thing is be absolutely consistent with using the product. And this note goes out specifically to my wonderful mother-in-law, and I just had this conversation. <laughs> be consistent with the product, and you'll see that you'll have amazing results, potentially. Potentially, yes. you know, speaking of that, I'm going to take my CBD. Steven's right now, taking nice. a CBD right now. Yeah. Okay. So great. So that brings us to another conversation that we actually had this week. And this was a customer that called in and um, I believe it was a state issue. So we want to talk about some state restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. So a friend, uh, I mean, a customer of ours in Maryland has someone in, I think it was in Idaho. And she tried to order on the website, and she's like, it's, it's not working. Can you help me? So she called, and I'm trying to put the order in. And, and I realized that we are, are prohibited from sending CBD to a few states. I want to outline for you. Um, there's Idaho, Iowa, and Nebraska. Wait, Idaho, Iowa, Nebraska, and North Dakota. North Dakota. Right. right. Um, we are no, not allowed to send CBD there for one reason or another. I think there's, and she had no idea. Right. Like she was like, what, you know, what the heck's going on? I told her to call our congressperson and get this thing straightened out. And let's be clear about that. So um, hemp-derived CBD is federally legal right now, which means there is no problem federally, but it's still state-dependent. So there are certain states that still have restrictions. We try to update our database as often as we are informed, so we'll try to do our best about that. But mm-hmm. if you try to order from our site from any of those states for whatever reason at least now you know why please send us a note and we'll see what we can discuss yep exactly so as we finish up the show we want to thank everyone for being here venus thank you so much you're a great guest we hope you come back we're really grateful for your unique perspective of the industry um as always dr benjamin gonzalez you're a champ you're a star we appreciate that as well noah you're always looking great in the bell i love the haircut too it really looks good. So um, thanks, Max and Stevens, as well. Thank you, Stephen. So call 443-743-2444. You can also text that number. Go to maxandstevens.com. Pick up a bottle for yourself, for a loved one, for a pet. Um, happy, 
Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Have a great week. We have our pet episode next week. That's right.